0: Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Postmatch chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the den... Millwall nil, Ipswich Town 4. I decided last night that I wasn't going to do one of these. Um, and that was for two reasons. The first one was that I actually didn't watch big chunks of the game because of work commitments. So I wasn't there and I, I saw bits and bobs on telly when I could. Um, and then, I to be honest, I didn't really feel like coming on here and talking about it. But after sleeping on it, <laughs> um, I decided that first of all I probably didn't need to see other parts of the game and actually all to talk about the overall situation and second of all uh, you come in here when you win you come in here when you lose so um, I'm not uh, I'm not going to cop out of it so yes I've decided to do one um, the emotion is, is still there um, but I think um, it's probably settled a little bit. And and what I want to do with this one is I'm not going to go through the match. I'm not going to go through the lineup. I'm not going to go through any of that. I'm just going to talk about the situation we find ourselves in. So it's not really a – it is a post-match because it's a situation we find ourselves in post-match. But I'm not going to talk about the game. So um, for, for Ipswich fans, what I would say to you is uh, probably felt like a home game to you, to be honest, because uh, you absolutely dominated it, thoroughly deserved it, very good side. Don't really think the players you have uh, are a top two, three side, but the team you have is. And uh, you ran us off the park. You worked hard. Had a little bit of luck. I don't think you deserve to win 4-0 in all honesty, but then you took your foot off the gas uh, in the second half. So that's my assessment on the game. There you go. Job done. Now what I'm going to talk about is the overall problem. I'm going to cover a few areas on this. Um, but the first thing I want to sort of say like I'm trying to come at this from a slightly different angle. I'm not going to come in here and rant and rave about this player and that player and Edwards out and all this kind of stuff, because I think you can go to any social media (laughs) and you can, you can look at what people's opinions are there. You can go on house of fun or whatever. Like I'm just going to give like a, a, my view on the bigger picture. Um, And then, yeah, let me know what you think. So, First and foremost, where does the overall problem lie? Um, So I think the overall problem is across a few different areas. So, and I think each need to take a bit of blame. So the board need to take a bit of blame because ultimately, so I'm going to talk about the board, the managers, and the, the manager and the players. So the board have decided to go with a different direction Um, and a different style of football that obviously led to Joe Edwards' appointment. Now, they have clearly decided when they brought Edwards into the club that that is the direction they want to go in. And they obviously, my only assumption is they did not think that relegation was on the cards at that point, because if it was, I'd argue that Edwards probably wasn't the right man for the job. So the board have made this direction and they want to go go there, right? So ultimately, they have to live and die by that decision. Okay, and that's the decision they've made. They want to take a different approach and we can see how that is now playing out on the pitch. Okay, from a manager's perspective, he has come in and he is trying to implement what the board want, which is a strategy that essentially um, my guess is it is to play a more exciting brand of football uh, and to create more saleable assets through the youth of the club Um, and in keeping uh with that is to keep our position in the championship that's ultimately the strategy that the manager is trying to execute at the moment the reality is and where the manager needs to take responsibility is the way in which that Joe is trying to play, clearly the players cannot execute it. And the the blame I have on Joe is the fact that he is either not seeing that or he is seeing it and is unable for his experience to change it. So that is where the blame is for Joe. And then the players, which I actually think need to take a very, very big portion of the blame, Um, is ultimately they are not executing the strategy and they are making themselves to look, quite honestly, pathetic. They are being outrun and outfought by teams, which has got nothing to do with playing strategy whatsoever, playing style, sorry. They are making incredibly Sunday league basic errors across the pitch, which is unforgivable. And they're also being made out, and maybe this is part of the problem, by the way, to look like a very poor standard of player across the team. Um, Now, this is where it's that fine line between manager and player. So the players, to me, are better than they are showing. However, is the problem that the players are no they cannot execute what joe edwards is asking them to do they they they're trying which is why we always get that kind of first 10 15 minute of each game looking quite rosy and then as soon as it goes down and we we we, we you know we end up um with other team taking the lead the players then have that lack of confidence that they had to begin with that they cannot execute on the playing style and they start to make errors because they're confused in terms of what they should and shouldn't be doing. And I think you are seeing that play out at the moment where you, the, the bottom line is, I've a little bit there, but the bottom line is the manager is trying to execute a style that the players can't implement. And then ultimately, one of the things need to change, either the players or the manager, because we cannot keep this position carrying on. So... To summarise that kind of first section, what I'm saying is I don't think it's black and white as saying it's all on the players, it's all on the manager, it's all on the board. I think each of those areas have to take responsibility for certain parts. I would say that out of all of it, I think Edwards has probably got the smallest amount of blame. That may be controversial, but I think I'm going to throw some stats at you in a bit that tell you that this problem has been with this group of players for a much longer time than Joe Edwards has been at the club. I personally think Joe Edwards, and I saw this tweeted last night and I couldn't have worded it better myself. So I think it's Millwall, was it Millwall halfway? I think on Twitter said this, right manager, wrong time. And that is exactly what it is. And that's what I I meant when I said at the start that the board clearly did not think relegation was on the cards because if it did, Joe Edwards is not the right manager. He doesn't have the experience to get us out of a relegation battle. And that's where I fear. He is a great manager to do a rebuild around. And that would have been fine if we had no uh, fear of getting relegated. But unfortunately, now we do. And I called it a long, long time ago, for those of you that listen to this, that we were in a relegation battle. And I called that uh, about three months ago. Um, And this is where we find ourselves in. So... That's where we are now, then I want to talk about the off the field problems and the on the field problems. So again, I'm just trying to come at this from a slightly different angle. So off the field, ultimately, there are there's clearly a number of things going on this season. I'm not going to talk about things like lurch, uh, I'm not going to talk about certain other things. I'm going to focus on the bits that affect the football if that makes sense. And where I want to focus is recruitment. So a couple of things here. We, we were clearly rocked as a club by the Blackburn loss last season and the passing of um, JB. There is, there is no denying that, and I think you're seeing it all play out. You, um, We started the season not looking fit. I don't know what was going on, but I would argue even now we're still not as fit as we should be. You know, Ipswich ran rings around us. And that was evident for us all to see. And I don't know where the blame lies for that, but that was evident from game one. In terms of the summer recruitment, which may or may not have been impacted by JB, I don't know. We, a couple of stats for you. according to, And this is according to transfer mark, by the way, which may or may not be correct. But what I want to say is directionally, It must be. So it might not be exactly correct, but directionally, and to make the point I want to make, we can use that. So we are one of only four clubs this season to not generate any money from a sale. First point. Second point, according to TransferMark, we have the the third worst net spend in the whole league behind Stoke and Hull. And what that basically means is we've spent out the third most without recouping anything. So for example, Coventry, yeah, they've spent 10, 15 million, but they recouped a lot of that and more, by the way, through the sale of Giorcares. And what we have not done for too long a period now is had any saleable assets and cashed in at the right time, which ultimately has to go on the board because that is their job. The last time that we have sold a player for a profit was Jules Saville. And then before that, it was Steve Morrison. And they were a bloody long time ago. To my knowledge, Zian Fleming was very close to leaving the club in the summer. For whatever reason, that didn't happen. I think we we turned down offers of up to £10 million, which, again, just the wrong decision at the club, ultimately. he With a year left on his contract, which he will have in this summer, we would be lucky to get half of that. And that just shows you how important some of these decisions or the lack of decisions are. And Fleming should have gone in the summer, and that's that's the bottom line. Because we've spent around five million pounds, recoup nothing, and the squad is in a much worse state than it was before. How can the board look at that and say that that's progress? It's not. So the off the field has to that the board have to take responsibility. For the recruitment because it's been piss poor for a long time you've got clubs going out and signing players I'm going to give two examples now uh Middlesbrough signed Morgan Rogers um, from uh, Man City B team I think for one and a half million pounds they then sell him for around 10 million pounds within six months great bit of business and you can't tell me that we wouldn't be able to get these players I'm sorry I don't believe it second one is some of Coventry's business The Liam Kitching, I think they signed him from Barnsley, who signed him from Forest Green. He is now a top, top, top player in the championship. And if he was to be sold, I guarantee you'd be going for 5 to £10 million because he's that good. There's just two examples there, but we are not spending money well enough to invest. Let's look at who we signed in the summer. Kevin Nisbet, injury prone, um, seems quite lazy uh, his goal-to-game ratio is not too bad, but he's now back uh, with a serious hamstring injury that will take him out for the rest of the season. That was £1.3 I think. Sarkic, very similar uh, spend. I don't have any confidence in him at the moment. I think it's probably unfair to completely judge him because of the defence he's got in front of him. But what I've seen so far, his decision-making is very poor. He doesn't look like a £1.3 million pound goalkeeper. Casper Denor... I'm led to believe we spent around two million pounds on that does seem like a good bit of business. However, if we don't stay up, he will not stick around and we will struggle to recoup the money we spent on him. So when you look at it like that, maybe it's not. Um, and they're our kind of obviously main, uh, sort of purchases, if you like, where we spent the bulk of our money and you look at it and you're like, well, we're, we're no further on. So overall point there, off the field, the bald have got to look at themselves for the way in which we're conducting, and therefore, that's what they're trying to do with the new style. They're trying to have a coach that can bring on the youth and so on and so forth. I'd also argue though, is our youth actually that good? I know we've kind of like brought through the likes of Remain Essay etc. recently, but you have to ask yourself, out of that team that won uh, the 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 the, the I forget what it was, was it the youth trophy? I don't know, last season. Why are they not all out on loan if they're that good? Because some of them are, but some there's a lot that aren't. And and that I don't really understand that, to be perfectly honest. Are the youth as good as we think? Because they never really seem to break through, other than the odd one or two exceptions, such as Romain SA. So that's the off the field. On the field, um, I genuinely believe we've got the right manager at the wrong time. It's, it's ironic because I think if we did go down to League One, he would probably be the right manager to, to get us back up because I think he would be able to you know, build from the bottom up and, and be able to execute that strategy with his group of players. But at this moment in time, I'm starting to question whether that is the right decision. Um, you have got a strategy that ultimately the players cannot execute on. And I just want to give a couple of observations uh, uh, here, which to me are are prevalent in what's been playing out. So I think the first one that I want to call out and, and sort of pick on a bit, I guess, is Jake Cooper. So Jake Cooper has been.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: A stalwart of our defence for a long time. He has been... I remember a couple of seasons ago where a lot of people felt that Jake Cooper and Sean Hutchinson were the best centre-back pairing in the league. At the minute, Jake Cooper would not get into another championship side, probably other than Rotherham and Sheffield Wednesday. He has been woeful recently. The question is, why is that? And I personally think he is a perfect representation of the manager slash player situation that we have. Jake Cooper has been asked to do things that, quite frankly, he has never done before. And I don't know if he ever will be able to do, you know, do in, in, all, in all honesty, which is to become better on the ball um, and also be more comfortable being a bit more exposed and with less protection. I think it's also really interesting that Hutch isn't there because he's always been a much better player with someone much better alongside him, such as Hutch. And no disrespect to Jake Cooper, but I've, um, he doesn't come across like the brightest spark, right? So are we giving him too many instructions that he just can't carry out? And then what you're seeing as a result of that is the amount of cock ups he's making. So, Whilst I totally put the blame on the player who is being paid 10, 15 grand a week, is the captain of this football club and is a professional. And by the way, all my observations of Jake Cooper having having met him is that he's a model professional. Seriously, a model professional. I will not have that he is not trying. I will not have that he doesn't care, that he's not playing for the manager. I just think he is trying to do things that he just can't do. And what you see play out on the field is ultimately that confusion. And Jake Cooper's good at what he's good at, which is kicking and heading the ball and being a old school defender. Jake Cooper is not so good at being this kind of left centre-back where he's got tons of exposure and he's got tricky wingers running at him. Um, he's very flat-footed. So he's just being exposed a lot more. And if you're Jake Cooper and you're being exposed a lot more, how would that make you feel? You'd be thinking, I'm made to look a muggy Um, but yet you carry on trying to do the best you can. But ultimately, he can't do what you want him to do. So does that fall on the manager or the player? I think long-term, it falls on the player. Because if the player cannot execute what I believe is a fair request of the manager, then then the problem is with the player. However, right here, right now, the problem we face and we find ourselves in, it's so clear he can't do it, so stop asking him to. That's the way I look at it, things. He is our captain, 15 grand a week, professional footballer. He should be able to do these things, right? So therefore, the blame is on him, but he can't. So therefore, we have to change. And this is where I start to get asking myself, if is Edwards the right man? Because he either can't see that or he can and he won't change it. And either way, there's only one recipe for disaster. All right, so that's kind of where I'm at with with that situation. The second thing is Alan Campbell. Now, I said this is an on-the-field observation. I mean, technically, it isn't because he doesn't play. What is going on there? Seriously, what is going on there? Alan Campbell, you speak to anyone in the game, he is a model professional. Model professional. Uh, Interview with the uh, Luton captain, um, Tom... God, what's his name? God, he's been in the press recently, loads for his. Uh, doesn't matter. You know what I'm talking about. He said he is the mo- the best trainer he's ever trained with. So to me, I don't see it as an attitude problem. So what is the problem? Why is he not getting a look in? It just it's weird, isn't it? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, so that is an odd one. I don't quite understand it. Quite clearly, a good player. You don't play as many times as you did for Luton last season and not be a good player. Very, very, very strange. I think the other thing that I want to bring up is how this issue is very, very deep rooted. Um, And the stats don't lie. So I'm going to give you two stats. The first one is something I tweeted earlier today. We have not won from a losing position. Since 2022, I'll just say it again, we have not won from a losing position since 2022, which was at home to West Brom, um, where John Swift scored. If you remember, Jed Wallace celebrated like he'd won the World Cup. Um, and that was the last time we turned a game on its head and we won 2-1. That's 16 months ago. That's the first stat I want to show you the second stat is we've only uh we've only amassed three points from losing positions at all this season which were three draws two away one at home away at preston and watford where we should have held on against watford because we actually turned it round and took the lead if you remember and then a home game against hull we uh, we have not we that, that, again that's my case in point we've not won from a losing position this season we've only amassed three draws last season We only amassed 10 points from losing positions, which was the West Brom I talk about, the Coventry win. If you remember, we turned that around and we had a few draws. So the point I'm trying to make here is this this issue of mentality, which is clearly affecting us at the minute, is a deep-rooted problem that has been there for a long, long, long time. And it goes beyond Rowett. And I don't want to make this all about Gary Rowick because I'm quite sick and tired of hearing him in the the studio twice in a week with his smug comments. But what I would say is how we got this group to the brink of the playoffs twice and had four top 10 finishes deserves a bloody knighthood. Seriously, like I I don't know how he did it because this this group of players, I, I mean, I don't need to say anymore, but... That leads me to believe, though, that they are clearly better than they're showing. So why, again, why is that? Why are they? Why are we not performing better than we are? And uh, the only thing I can think of is when you have that contrast of styles, which was Rowett it was, I'm going to give you three basic instructions. One is basically just to defend. Two is to only go forward at these times. And three is to try and nick a goal from a set piece. Then... You've got this whole revolution of playing style under Edwards, which is probably goes from free instructions to 30. The players just cannot do that. And like I said, I put that blame more on the players because they should be able to, but they clearly can't. So something has to change. Um, the other thing I want to mention before I talk about what I would personally do is... I was trying to to look at all of the people that essentially make decisions at the club. Um, I don't know enough about the individual, so I'm just going to call out the facts, which I actually also find ridiculous. So there is a lack of leadership and experience across this club. Joe Edwards, first-time management manager in in football uh, for us. Andy Myers, first-time assistant manager at this level. Adam Barrett, He's only ever been a coach for us. Aldo, director of football, only ever been with us. Like, that is our whole team that is essentially there to coach and to recruit and to manage the footballing operation of the club with no experience. Like... Just like I, I, some, I have to sort of say it again because I just find it absolutely bonkers. Also, Ben pointed out uh, Ben Green from the, the that Mill Podcast pointed out we actually, to our knowledge, didn't bring another coach in other than Andy Myers. So we lost the fitness coach. We lost Paul Robinson, and we didn't bring anyone in. So why is that? So we brought in Joe Edwards, and it almost feels like we're exposing the poor bloke because we're not going to bring any more coaching staff in. We're going to give you a few, a, a, a bit of funds in January to bring in a, a 19-year-old from Morecambe who looks like quite a good uh, prospect, by the way, and two players that have a lot of quality at this level but aren't fit. I mean, look at the bench last night. Have we just this this is nothing. There is nothing there. It's. The squad, regardless of what happens in the summer, needs a major overhaul. There'll be at least 10 players come and go. I can assure you that because the five loans will go back. We've got at least five out of contract. And there's a couple more, like Jake Cooper, that maybe if Edwards is still here, cannot execute the plan. And again, that may be part of the problem. Maybe Jake Cooper knows that. And maybe Jake Cooper knows that at the moment he's captain 15 grand a week, a couple of years ago, worth 5 million. And now he's being exposed that he can't play football and at the end of the season, no one's going to want him. So you've got to also have that in the back of your mind. From, from what I'm hearing from various people that are connected with a club, and again, could be wrong, could just be rumours, but there isn't a dressing room problem. Maybe there should be because what they're, they're putting out on the pitch just isn't good enough. I don't care if everyone's all Pally and friends. Go and do your job on the pitch. Um, and it's it's just a sad state of affairs because I can really, really see see us going down. This stinks of a meal relegations uh, season. So what do you do about it? Well, Sheffield Wednesday is a key game. So first and foremost, I would keep Joe Edwards for, sh- for the Sheffield Wednesday game. There was talk about should we sack him now personally? I think it would do more harm than good if we did it before the Sheffield Wednesday game. Sheffield Wednesday is ironic for two reasons. The first one is, um, first of all, it was the time in which Edwards' first game. Um, Could it be his last? Is it his opportunity to stamp his authority and his mark again by another massive win? It's a big moment for him, and it's just ironic because it's against Sheffield Wednesday. The second part of the irony is we face a manager that is, I believe, equally inexperienced and is also, um, I think he's younger than Joe Edwards. So we've kind of got two very inexperienced managers coming up against each other. And it will be really interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, Again, another observation from last night was after 15 minutes, which we absolutely dominated, by the way, um, Amari Hutchinson falls on the floor doesn't really look injured. And Kieran McKenna smartly uses that to completely change his formation, completely change his tactics. And from that, they never look back and absolutely boss the game. Um, we're being tactically outdone at times. And don't get me wrong, Kieran McKenna clearly an absolute step above and will be a Premier League manager at some point. Um, but Saturday is a must win for the club and a must win for Joe Edwards. I really want Joe edwards to to um succeed here I actually feel really sorry for the bloke to be honest because I think he's been he has been the brunt of exposing the lack of leadership at the club the lack of good quality investment the lack of leadership in the team and the lack of ability in terms of footballing ability and he's bearing the brunt of all of that being exposed so I feel really sorry for the bloke I really really do and I really hope it plays out for him and I really hope that he's still here at the end of the season because that would have meant we stayed up and that we can really build around him next year. Um, but my fear is if we don't win on Saturday, unfortunately, I think it may be the end of Joe Edwards under uh, for his tenure at Millwall. So look, that's my take on it. Um, you know, I think to summarise, the problems are much deeper than what we're just seeing now. They've been there for a long time. I think the poor recruitment, goes back years. I think Rowett has the part to play in that. Um, the board need to look at themselves. The lack of leadership across the club. The poor mentality of players is is you know, a problem that's been there for years. And I think that Edwards needs to learn very quickly, i.e. on Saturday, or I think, unfortunately, it may be curtains for him. Question is, though, who do you bring in? Because all the players, all the managers that I think could have turned it around for us have gone somewhere else. Just to make my position clear, my absolute number one choice would have been Tony Mowbray. And now he's Birmingham manager. And, you know, no coincidence that their results have picked up. But in terms of who's available, there's no one. If you think that Steve Cooper would come to Millwall, you're absolutely smoking. I'd love him, but you've got no chance. Paul Heckingbottom, would he take it? Probably not who is there? There really isn't many around. Neil Warnock's got a job, even if you went down that route. So the other question is, if you're going to go out and, you know, if you're going to get rid of it, what do you bring in? And that I don't have an answer for. But look, I'll leave it there. I think I've covered everything I wanted to. A bit of a different approach this time. Um, But I just wanted to sort of share my views. Hopefully you find this useful. Thanks as always for listening. And uh, I'll see you down at Den on Saturday. Bye for now.